Listener warning, this episode contains adult content and is not suitable for children. (laughs) Welcome back to the Half-Baked Book Club. I'm Lana. And I'm Dylan, and we are back with a special bonus episode for you guys. If you're new here, we are a book club, but like most book clubs, we like to talk about a million other things besides the book at hand. Although we do release a monthly book review episode, we will also be coming to you every Monday and sharing everything else we've been watching, streaming, and reading in between. We most certainly will, but we love you guys so much, and we know you love our book reviews, so we wanted to offer up some bonus episodes showcasing other books. Um, You might have listened to our first one. We have mutually read, we're doing Akatar, and not only that, we have a very special guest. Hi, I'm Lucy. (laughs) I totally went off script, you guys, it's fine. But you guys might know Lucy. We had her formerly on our podcast. She is an intuitive healer. She is a fan of fantasy fiction, as we are. And she is along on the journey of reading Akatar. Dylan has read all of the books. Okay, Lucy, you and I are both on the same page, I think, where we have just read book one and two, or have you gone farther? I've I've read book three. okay okay so now I gotta like I didn't want to start the third one and then like before doing this recap and then confuse the storylines and be like wait wait wait, I don't want to like spoil anything in the third book but you guys there will be spoilers just FYI this whole thing is spoilers it's just us giving like our recap our reaction of Mm -hmm. a court of mist and fury Yes. Am I saying that backwards? Okay. A court of mist. Okay. I have the book in my hand. I'm okay. like ready. I'm so used to saying Akatar, like just Akatar. Oh my god! I know. I, how do they? Because this one is um, Miss and Fury, so they say like Akamaf. Akamaf. I can't. Like the Akamath. next one, they say like Akawar. Like they do say that, and I'm just like mm, book three. Uh, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna spell the whole thing out. I'm gonna take an extra thirty seconds and just say the yeah. whole. Yeah. Yes. Love it. Or, or I'll say book two of the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's something I can remember. So anyways, Lucy, we haven't talked to you in what, like a month? Yeah. That's what right. have you been up to? Just before we dive in, we'll do a quick like, hi, Lucy, how are you? Oh my gosh. I have been up to a lot. Um, most of the stuff personal. <laughs> uh, I went on a road trip to my mom to Arizona um, we went to the Grand Canyon and Sedona and all that fun stuff. And then I've been giving readings at Sanctuary, like last time, um, and just traveling, spending time with my, my family. Uh, I went to the Grand Canyon for the first time with my mom and, and or just in general. And it was so fun to experience it with her because she's not a huge hiker, um, or anything. And it was really, uh, it was really, really beautiful to kind of like, uh, find a, uh, compromise between what my style would have been and what her style would have been and like, kind of create like this beautiful first time experience there together. Um, I'm very jealous. I have wanted to go to the Grand Canyon, like definitely a bucket list. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've never been. That's so cool. It was so cool. It was like, um, it was foggy while we were there and there was like, oh my gosh, there was this one moment where um, we uh, we climbed down these rocks and out onto this, um, like at the Grand Canyon, there's these kind of cliffs that like jut out from the side a little bit and you can kind of walk on top of them and get like this all around view. Oh, I don't like heights, would that scare me? Yeah. Um, uh, 
it's good to have somebody that is like a little bit fearless to go out and scout ahead. So I was like scouting ahead for my mom and finding like a safe path. And I'm like, this one's safe. And uh, we kind of walked out onto it. And when we walked out there, like the fog cleared temporarily and then stayed clear until we were like, so should we head back? And when we decided to head back, the fog came back and we're like, what was that? Was it the mist of fury? (laughs) (laughs) It followed you there. you're such a fun like nature girly like if you guys I'm obviously gonna share like Lucy's socials or I'll have her share them but um she has like such a fun feed to look at because she goes to all these like really cool places and I just like live vicariously through right just check it out and you're like that's so cool I love traveling yeah I love traveling I love hiking so much um and I'm gonna go on a hike after this Ooh, jealous, jealous, jealous. You have to go to that Dunn River Falls in Jamaica if you haven't. Okay, I will someday. You love it because you're like hiking up a waterfall and you love waterfalls. So it's, you do like a human chain link so like nobody falls down. It's really fun. It's really Um, cool. It is like for somebody who likes hiking. If you don't like hiking, just go Google it. I, I love, I love it. Like, I'm like, yes, me and nature, like, this is how I was meant to be. That's how it feels. Uh huh. All right. Well, we won't waste any time. Let's get into it. Cause this is a bonus episode. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, before we dive in, we just wanted to say thank you for all of the love and support. Yes. And if you love us as much as we love you, we ask that you please tell your friends as well as rate and review us on Apple podcasts. Awesome. So, I mean, we're just going to get into it. Um, I guess the first thing, cause I've been looking at a bunch of different ones. It's been a while since I read this book. Mm-hmm. Um, my first question, I guess would be like, what did you think about like the main thing of like the swapping of like the love interests, like going from Tam, I was ready for it <laughs> to, um, to resand. Like it's so, um, it's so interesting. Cause like it was so hard for me when you're reading the first book and like you're saying stuff and I'm just like mm-hmm. I don't want it spoiled for well, you there's so many like <laughs> notes I was taking on like yeah. this time around because the first time I didn't take notes yeah because um, if you're reading a book you can like tab it or whatever but if you're listening mm-hmm. to audiobook it's harder so I would try to be like oh wait and like maybe even pause it be like, what chapter is this? And like, just take a quick note of like what was happening. Mm-hmm. And so I have a few notes before this happened, but like to what you're saying, I just remember one thing I had it a little bit spoiled for me. Right. Like I said that I saw like a meme that involved Reese and Farrah. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, I kind of love this, <laughs> Yeah, but maybe there was that. And I just like never, adored Tamlin's yeah. anger and like mm-hmm. his just vibe like it just I, it wasn't for me I mean the sex scenes were great like don't get me wrong right, right. but it wasn't for me so I just remember so chapter 15 when she starts crying to Reese that like she fell in love with Tamlin because he was the first person to give her security and I was I like know. Whoa. yeah we texted about that we were like Oof, big Lucy, oof. how did you feel about that part like did I, it hit you or just like I, at least people you healed I'm sure I uh 
so much about Tamlin. I don't know if that particular line hit me in the same way, but like mm. I had a hard time with Tamlin because I was seeing a lot of red flags um, and like kind of, kind of like it kind of had some Twilight vibes to it in the sense that it was like a romantic, it felt like a romantic romanticization 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 of a, we a romanticization <laughs> of a um of a person with abusive tendencies and uh mm-hmm. and yeah and kind of romanticizing well, going really back to beauty and the beast mm-hmm. like yeah. he was so controlling he was like i'm the only one that can fix things and i have to do it alone there is like like most things in life you don't have to do alone there are some things there's some places in your own psyche that you have to go to alone but like mm-hmm. even that it's so much like less isolating if you tell somebody about it and let them in mm-hmm. um like you'll still have to do the work yourself but i i saw his whole attitude that like no one gets me no one understands me he kind of seemed like a um uh, he he seemed like a character i'd seen before and a mm-hmm. character that it fucked me up to romanticize in the past you know yeah. yeah, not a fan of that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like on the flip side of who Reese is, like to go from like Tam, like I'm the only one who can fix things to Reese, who's like, I want to give you the tools. Like yeah. I want mm-hmm. you to be a strong. And I'm like, ooh, something like sexy about that. Like it actually gave me like, like ooh, when I thought about it, because it's like, this guy's like, I want you to read. I want you to like, I want you to be strong. I want you to learn how to control, you know, your energy and like your mind and like protect yourself. And like, it wasn't just like, you're my object. You're my yeah. thing. It was like, we, us, mm-hmm. like this power couple. Yeah. Right. Where you gave choice. That's honestly like when I started falling in love with him in the books is when he started teaching her to read. And like, mm-hmm. obviously she hated him. She's so excited to go back to Tamlin. And I'm like, this man is giving you the tools to your freedom. Yeah. Right. That Tamlin and um, even Lucian, like that they thought, you know, well, you, it's fine that you don't know how to read. Like you don't need to, you know, whatever. Like they never Mm-hmm. You need to like, read for your role, your role of pretty princess. Like, right. And like that they didn't want her to explore her powers and see what that was. And just all of these things that very much were like very old school and like not who she is or who she, you know, how she's been. She's been this independent, take care of everybody. And so that line, when she says that of like the first person to take care of her, like it was nice to her and she fell in love with them. Mm -hmm. Like you're like, Oh my God. But then this person comes in and is like, no, like you're, you're badass. Like I can Mm -hmm. just like help you, whatever. I'd rather have you on my team. And like, also for him to just, um, just want to be like a spectator in that. Like he never, we can get, we'll get into this later about the mate thing, but like, he's just like, I know you're back to Tamlin, but you need to do this. Like, here's this tool. Like I, whether whatever, like, you know, he's in love with her. He feels it, but he's not going to force it on her. He just wants her to, to be all the things. Quiet confidence. Yeah. And then the things that he'd make her write, like, you're like, oh my God, that uh was the next thing I was going to say. Like, (laughs) I thought it was so funny because like, we talk about enemies to lovers. I really like the friends to lovers or like maybe even somewhere in between, because like I am says on my TikTok bio, like fluent in sarcasm. Like if you don't understand, but like I am razzing you. And if I'm razzing you, it's because I like you. Like Mm -hmm. if I'm busting your balls, it's because I think that we're cool like that. It's like, I would never just like come out of left field and like say something nasty to somebody unless it 
afford, unless I'm being funny. <laughs> like, yeah, like, don't take it serious. So I thought it was so funny, like the things he would make her write. And it showed like, I don't know, like that playful and that mm-hmm. she was doing it back. And yeah. Yeah. And like, and I right. Think he's the most handsome high Lord. And you're like, <laughs> he is. I mean, but he is. <laughs> oh, um, and that he knew that she thought that is mm-hmm. hilarious. Yeah. I feel like he uh he did have an ulterior motive but I think that he was really open about it I think that he was as open with his communication as he could be whereas like Mm -hmm. I feel like Tam Tam Lin he was like really living in a lot of fear just Mm -hmm. like like he uh, you know and I kind of want to be fair to his character a little bit like yeah he does some terrible terrible things and I'm not excusing those but Mm -hmm. he like he had some very, very traumatic things happen to him at a very young age mm-hmm. and had not had, uh, and the, the people that had trained him were the bad guys in the history of their, of their realm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like his, um, his family was terrible. They, they had slaves. They, they had, they believed in slavery. They believed that he, like humans were below pay. And like he, he was taught that at a very young age and they and I um like one of the things that we were we were saying earlier you guys were saying is like uh like the way that Lucian I always call him Lucian I'm gonna call him Lucian Lucian and um and Tamlin like were like um like oh you don't know how to read oh you don't they were acting in this way that wasn't supportive of her of her but I don't think they were even acting like themselves if that makes sense like they were acting in a way that didn't even seem true to their true characters like uh almost like they were reacting from their own trauma rather than the convictions of what they thought was right they were like uh they were like what does our world dictate and then like and then expecting her to be in that rather than being like well how can we changed the system, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't even dare to ask that question, right. uh, which made, which made it all kind of frustrating, but also kind of made it a little bit more believable, believable. They weren't just like maniacal controlling people. They were broken people. Right. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. They're, uh-huh. they're imperfect characters and everybody mm-hmm. is extremely flawed. And I think the, the difference in like what they show about like Reese and him is the way that they handle that because also like Reese has insane trauma and Mm -hmm. horrible things that has happened but it's very clear that like he's you know I don't know that they have fey therapy but like oh my god I was just gonna say like there's no better help (laughs) but he Mm -hmm. understands that and has built like the night court is built around that Mm. like idea that he's not even though he is the most powerful and all of the things right he has this court and people that he listens to and knocks him down a peg in this system and they've really created this like amazing world where in um you know in the spring court like tamlin is like a god and that's it and nobody questions and no one Mm -hmm. does anything and like that's it's just very indicative of like yeah. the personalities too. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, can, can you imagine like, you know, Reese being down there or whatever, like under the mountain and everybody like keep going and doing everything because it's set up that way. That wouldn't happen at spring court. Obviously like it falls apart because yeah. there's no system. There's no, whatever you're just end all be all. And like the way that he is with 
all of his people yeah and everything like mm-hmm. and, which is gonna mm-hmm. just continue on like it just and and I, I think <laughs> I also think that is that uh that he had some things that Tamlin didn't have in the sense that he he had community from a young age he he found other people from different stations that he connected with at a deep deep level and I don't think that Tamlin had that support from a young age he didn't have that um that uh support that forced him to empathize with other people and question the system whereas Reese had uh he had a mother that was in a completely different station than his father it within their within their realm and he had he basically had um from very early beginnings uh, a lot of influences from people he loved that made him question the entire system that was set up and i don't think tamlin had that and he was starting to have it with reese but then reese participated in the death of all of his family mm. you know no vice versa yeah no no i thought it happened to both of them but in what order but it's but it's it's the wrong order though tamlin gives when reese is going to be away from camp or something tamlin lets it slip to his family right that reese's mom and sister are alone Mm -hmm. and so tamlin goes with his family and murders the mom and the sister and so then reese comes to the spring court with you know, his dad or whatever the people to get back at them. And Reese specifically is, you know, nothing to the mom or whatever. And it's Tamlin's dad who kills Tamlin's yeah, mom. Totally. But the way that Tamlin sees it, he thinks it's Reese or whatever, but like, it's in, I just, it's in retaliation. I'm not saying it's good. No. It's in retaliation for, for what happened to his family. Not that mm-hmm. he just went out and murdered no, people. No, no, like no, I did. I, I, I totally agree. But what, I, what I'm saying is that was his one connection from right. somebody who was grounded and someone who was questioning the system and someone who was uh, um, um, uh, uncomfortable with the system. So mm-hmm. like his one kind of connection that could have been like a good influence of like, we can change this. Mm-hmm. There was rift, an unforgivable yep. rift in their friendship. Absolutely. And, and I think that like uh, that one of the themes that's going on in the book is how like good community can help somebody Mm -hmm. when they're growing up and really change them and really impact who they are whereas tam lin he grew up isolated and he remained isolated and didn't know how to break through that Mm -hmm. isolation and and i think that's a really real thing that a lot of people experience you know i mean that's a theme of the book and it'll be the theme like it's a theme of like the entire series is found family yeah like they he creates Reese creates his own family with these mm-hmm. people and it's not like hyperbole it really is you know mm-hmm. more and Amarin and everybody like it, it they are their yeah. family mm-hmm. um and that's why they follow him not because he's the high lord but because he's their family and yeah. they believe in him and, and the choices that he makes, even when he's wrong, because he's, he makes bad decisions. He does. <laughs> he's going to continue to make bad decisions, but he does them in good faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I love him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, lo- I do too. I do too. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I, I guess like, um, and you, I feel like you Lucy know a little bit about this. If you've read like the third book, but like my question love to you is like, do you think mm-hmm. that, going forward in the series like do you think that tamlin is going to have like a redemption arc or do you think like he's just going to get worse um prediction 
I, I, you know, I read the third book and he, I, I feel like there was a, I didn't Don't get a lot. Of, it. I, I feel like I didn't get the closure I wanted with Tamlin. And that's what I'll, that's what I'll say about the third book is I didn't, I feel I like it's feel an, like, on, I will say like, and I don't think this is a spoiler. It's an ongoing thing. Okay. There's going to be several books. So I feel okay. like it's an, it's an ongoing thing that the yeah. characters People are come like in and out. Yeah. It's and I, I, love hope, hate. I hope he does because I feel like he has a lot of potential. Like, I think that, that he is a really damaged person that doesn't mm-hmm. know that, that doesn't have, um, and, and I know that there's people that try to support him, but he didn't, he didn't get that lesson at a really young age while his brain was still developing that you can accept support so like so uh yeah and there's no faith therapy do you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's like, uh Sarah like, this is a problem are the faith therapists <laughs> yeah they better be in the next book there's therapy oh in the next book okay great i can't no, i'm <laughs> saying like, i was hoping i was like great the next the next book she writes like there should be oh my god that'd be so funny. There is a, yeah and I feel like um, Tamlin, I, I don't, I don't think anyone should date him. I don't <laughs> think anyone should trust him. But I really, I really think that it's um, a a good analogy of what can happen to a person, mm-hmm. um, and and that especially if they um if they don't have any sort of support at a young age, it, it can be really, really hard to learn that as an adult it's possible people do it all the time but it, it's very hard mm-hmm. and um and I don't think Tamlin knew how to do it you know yeah. Wait, I feel like that's is, a go ahead oh no this is just super left field because I know you haven't read Addie LaRue mm-hmm. have you yeah. read it no, no, it's on my TBR. You haven't either, Lucy. Oh my God. Okay. Some of the listeners may have. So I think whatever yeah. you're about to say. Okay. That's good. what I was going to say, but I'll bring it back to why. And then when you guys read it, eventually you'll be like, uh, you'll probably feel it regardless of me saying this. So going back to just chronological, cause that's how I took the notes, obviously as I went and like when Reese showed up to like get her the first time. Mm-hmm. Remember like book one, it was like, oh, this scary thing. He has to take her for a week. I mean, I never thought that. I was always like, oh, you get to be his sex slave for a week. Like, I think the reading was even hotter than her being a sex slave. Like I, I really did. Mm-hmm. But so like in Addie LaRue, this isn't really like a spoiler per se, like at all, but she makes a deal with the devil basically. And once in a while he like shows up to like have a word with her. But they brought him to be like, I don't know. I found him hot, like hot. <laughs> so I don't know why it was like when he would show up, it was kind of like, ooh. And like for some reason, when Reese would show up and just kind of poof, he is there. I was like, yeah. it reminded me. It gave me the same feels as Addie LaRue. And I was like, oh, he's here. <laughs> yeah. Daddy Reese. He's, Daddy he's so hot. Dark. But it's the so dark lord, right? Like it's this. Yeah bad like the ultimate bad boy <laughs> right mm-hmm. that and it's very much like man men written by women right like he's and like also- this big scary mm-hmm. power all the things but he's also a cinnamon roll so yeah, but also and- fairy tales it reminded me because again I'm with my kids watching what they're watching and then my brain's like hmm, that connects sleeping beauty like when Maleficent shows up at like the whatever like birth 
thing yeah. when the mm-hmm. baby's born. It mm-hmm. just reminded me of that too. Like, oh, I'm here at the wedding. Sorry. Yeah. I would love to walk in like Bad a box. Like, I'm not a. I'm not evil enough to like have that happen to have that entrance ever. <laughs> yeah, it's great I though. Love, I appreciate I would it. Love the have the guts to just walk in somewhere uninvited and like command the room oh my god <laughs> my invite must have come where would you mail. okay this is a great question where would it be lucy where would it be um <laughs> you don't have to tell us i i think i think it would be fun to like do this at like um a okay so i grew up evangelical mm-hmm. um <laughs> see where this is going and I think it'd be really fun to like do that at like, uh, um, you know, the wedding of some relative that I think is getting married too young or like, uh, or like says, don't say yes, run away <laughs> <laughs> and like kidnap the, kidnap the person I'm related to, whether they're not the bride or the groom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just winnow in. Bye. Yeah, winnow in, winnow out. <laughs> I love that. Just don't do it. Take like, it to the night know, court. Let them know you're allowed to have sex before you get married. You don't have to, you don't have to marry this person in order to, you know, but, uh, but that's even that I'm like, oh, that's so presumptuous. Like I couldn't, I could never do that because you need to let people have their own experience. But I feel like that would be my fantasy that or like, um, some sort of weird, like, uh, purity, like, promising thing that they make younger that's actually where I feel it would like be. maybe that's like, where it would be it would be like like when I was oh my God, like a chastity agreement yeah like like they they pressure you to do that kind of thing when you're young and like <gasps> oh a gay uh, conversion camp that would be my choice yeah gay, gay conversion, conversion camp, camp is for me or, yeah or like um, I was thinking cha- about it a chastity promising thing where like you promise your chastity to God and like I would love to like show up and then like, uh, and then curse the people who are running it. That would be my, um, that, I love that. that's where I would poof in, uh, a hex on all your houses. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I also wrote down like the cauldron, the mm. cauldron and its feet. And like, I don't know. I was just super like, okay, so we're just chasing this thing, right? Like for power and it has yeah. to do it. I saw okay. a thing that was funny that uh, like, I felt like you would relate to, is there someone in like one of the like book club questions I looked up was like, this feels like hunting horcruxes. And I was like, is oh, that yeah. why I was thinking I'm that as well. This. I'm like, so <laughs> it's this Harry trope. Potter it's like a trope now. It's like, okay. Like so. hunting for the but it reminds in, in Raya and the dragon Disney. It's like, okay, we're hunting pieces. So to mm-hmm. me, it almost mm-hmm. does feel like a fantasy trope is like, there's yeah. this thing of power that everybody wants and it's broken up in peace it's mm-hmm. a thing you know yeah but magical quest it's a quest like, yeah the, the whole point we need a quest have yeah. you, what's, that, what's that disney movie onward that, movie onward yes i love that but it's so sad too we were talking about like the trope of like the cauldron and the horcruxes so like the whole mm-hmm. point of the cauldron was so that the king could cross over to the human side correct right and to mm-hmm. break down the wall yeah okay and that's obviously no bueno that's not what we want um I just I don't even remember what was going on here so refresh me but I wrote down chapter 20 21 something the weaver and the rotted face Mm -hmm. wait and I said the human threads wait what does that mean I don't know maybe I don't want to remember why I took that it sounds so gross 
But yeah, the Weaver. Friends, I remember uh, that. Maybe I like, meant to type something else and it auto-corrected. I don't know. Because he sends her in to the Weaver like as a test, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, she does amazing and she's pissed off that like he sent her into like a trap, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does well and gets, you know, the object. But um, it's just like such a difference between like his trust and like belief in fair because like tim would never send her in there. no like you know he wouldn't let her leave the house let alone put her in like this you know dangerous situation that like obviously reese could have got her out of but mm-hmm. um just thought that was like an interesting thing no what i was thinking of is i think in the um like just a couple of minutes ago lucy you were saying like no one should date tamlin and it made me think of like one of the things that gets um obviously brought up is like as they're um you know uh elaine and like lucian like all of these things popping up and it's like who who is um like what do you think of like mates or like the idea that like someone's like made it like it does give me like very twilight vibes of like he imprinted on her i definitely Um, wrote on twilight later on yeah I'm seeing it now sprinkled throughout now that you're like pointing it out yeah so it's like what do you because obviously and like we'll get to like the Reese one but like what do you think about like that idea and like who who are your like guesses I guess for like other characters or like who do you think they should you know they should end up with or by themselves or whatever like I'm curious to hear that because like I obviously know how it goes at the end but I'm curious, like what you kind of think, like now, like this has happened and the sisters are in the world. And like, do you think that there's like a kind of like a purpose for this or like that they're supposed to be with certain people? I like the idea of mates as literary tools. Uh, but I, you know, I, I do think that readers tend to romance as, as somebody that gives a lot of readings to people, people romanticize the concept of meant to be and they mm-hmm. use it as an excuse to stay in toxic relationships Ew. constantly mm-hmm. constantly yeah and um and I'm like this is real life no like at life. the end of the day There's the only life. thing you're meant to be is happy like and period even that <laughs> even that like life life happens and you're gonna go through dark yeah. periods but I mean you know? if you're with somebody who makes you continuously unhappy like you have to be like oh we're meant to be it's mm-hmm. like no you're meant to be happy it's like a human and overall yeah you're mm-hmm. not supposed to be miserable <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's but, at least that's how I feel <laughs> but I like the concept as a chaos creator and, yeah yeah and a literary tool I really like it I really like it in a story it shakes things up it makes things interesting mm-hmm. um and I, I did spend a lot of time uh, in the second and third book trying to think of a, like, no, in the third book, thinking like, ooh, could Tamlin mate to them? I like really wanted him to mate to somebody and someone that like he could not even begin to control. Um, mm. and, and the vibe- <laughs> I uh, love that, yeah. The vibe I was getting is like, ooh, what if like Tamlin mated to that human queen? I liked the idea of that. Um, oh. the, uh, the one at the end of the third book. Oh, well. um, Lana doesn't know what you're talking about. We're jumping I'm like, ahead. We can, talk about, we can talk about that next time. We can talk about that next time. Yeah, it's oh, like, no. no, it's just so more think, characters coming in later. Well, I think yeah, it's more characters that come in. The way yeah. that my notes go, it was literally like the weaver and how gross that is. And like the very next thing was like Reese fingering her in front of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that whole scene oh. just <laughs> woo, the moment you've been waiting steamy. for. 
first oh off, the dress. The dress. Like, I don't know. It was just the way it was written. And again, it was being read to me in my ears. Mm-hmm. Like, great mm-hmm. reader. I'm sorry. I should give credit to whoever reads like these books because great. But like, just you again you felt like you were there it gave me like when I said Evelyn Hugo and I was like I could feel that dress I know what that dress feels like on my body I'm just telling mm-hmm. you I know mm-hmm. as do I know sitting on Reese's lap yeah I've already imagined that as well and he's like it's just your body's natural reaction you're like <gasps> <gasps> mm-hmm. and then it naturally reacted again <laughs> no for real and I love this is what I love about like the internet and I'm obviously like I don't want it's I told them like you gotta stay off now it's like okay like there could be some something a little spoilery that you might read into but the big like switch and jump to Reese like is already like you've already come to it so like mm-hmm. I feel like you're kind of safe like I never not... felt attached to Tamlin though it wasn't like I yeah but it would seen that I might have not known that it was Reese I might yes. have not known that that was the direction, but I right. didn't feel like he was like, I don't know. Yeah. Because you ship, need the to last be ship like, to sail. Like, at all. It, right. To like appreciate it. But then I love the internet and like TikTok and stuff because I see that. And then there'll be like these amazing artists who will draw that scene, mm-hmm. you know, and like there there's people that make the overlays for the books, like officially for Sarah J. Moss. And there's mm-hmm. a gorgeous one of that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, Oh, and they're making this, this is going to eventually be made into like a feature film with like actor feature film or show. It's a show, right. Hulu is in, is in production of this. I hope they Uh, do a good job. We don't know the actors yet. Mm -mm. We do. We don't. I need to know what makes me nervous. I didn't know this category, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, I saw this in like a book club that I'm in and they were like, they're like, hold, like, don't hold your breath though, because apparently Hulu also had like the rights to Throne of Glass, which is her first Sarah J. Moss's like first mega. But maybe this was the switch. Maybe this is why, maybe this was like trending more and they're like, we're not going to do two. Yeah. But now it's like, like, cause for people that have read all of them and I have mm-hmm. not, I've only read Crescent City and I've read this, people will say that Throne of Glass is the better of the three. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't even like, yeah, you I mean- have it. It's so many books and I'm like, I can't do it just now. But I think like, if this goes well, the way that they're written, maybe that is a thing in the future that they'll pick up. But I think like Akatar is like the thing that's most popular. Mm-hmm. Um, It'd be fun to be able to buy some more Hulu store merch. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. I just need them to like, not fuck it up. Like I need the guys to be yeah. like olive skinned, tan men, not like some, if white they dude. give us one sex scene, like they did in Bridgerton season two, I'm oh my God. fucking pissed off. That's all I, I'm saying. Like Bridgerton a, season two, I need, the paint. Even. I need the paint scene for sure. The paint it. scene. I just, the that paint dress. Scene was so hot. Yeah. Oh my God. The paint scene was so hot. Like it, like she made you feel like you were in love and having sex during that scene with paint all over you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like this must be what having super- Do you think it's as sexy, like. as sexy as it actually is? Because I bet you, like, when oh, I think about I it- I don't want paint in my crevices. Well, that and like, okay, so- Kind of like beach talk about house. I talk about Housewives. So the one franchise, like Salt Lake City, the girl wanted to have like this intimate night with her husband and lay down like a bunch of plastic and like 
was doing like body painting, like a giant canvas, like them making the paint. But I'm like, that looks cold and like uncomfortable. (laughs) You know what? You know what? But that's true. It could have been like magic. It could have been like you know that it wasn't. Okay, now it feels like hot oil and (laughs) and and on on uh, Salt Lake City, those are like two people. You know what I mean? Oh right. yeah, this was either. like have yeah. a good director. This, this was like a, a larger bellied, like middle aged man. It was like not no, <laughs> not a fairy god. <laughs> that's not no. that's not what I need to see. I I love I love fairies. Um, I love fairies. The <laughs> name of this episode. <laughs> like some people are into vampires. I'm into fairies. You know, there was always like this aesthetic that I would see, like whether it's like garden decor or like just there is a world of people who just love fairies. Like I don't like the that kind. I like the dark fairies. I know what you're saying, but like I just never understood it at all. And now I just look at it differently. Yeah. Like maybe Mm -hmm. I'm not into that per se, but I do look at it differently and it does make me want to like pick up and finish those like Charlene Harris, like the true blood books, because I'm wondering if she dives more into the fae world than like the show did. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't doubt it. Cause like, obviously mm-hmm. spoiler to like a decade and a half old. <laughs> show. I mean, if you're spoiling true blood, too bad. Too. She's a waitress right. and a fairy. <laughs> oh my God. I laugh at it. <laughs> um, but then like, okay, next thing I wrote down wing clipping. How fucked oh I was like crying I think like and just emotional it's awful Mm -hmm. I was not well yeah I guess that's a question too because I feel like in the first book you didn't really get a lot of that but like what are your thoughts about like the extended court like now that you've gotten to know Cassian and Asriel more and Amarin like do you like are there any of the characters that kind of like you really like that stuck out to you or like you're curious about like um the uh, more that I got into this the more that like some of those side characters became my favorite characters honestly like I'm trying to think there wasn't really anybody that I was like so so interested I don't know like this Reese (laughs) I'm sure they will but like Reese was the most interesting to me and then like I mean we'll get to the part later but like with her sisters and everything like the relationship with her sisters I would say is changing drastically uh-huh. <laughs> um yes. so those I think characters and relationships I'm I'm gonna be interested in mm-hmm. yeah like the wing clipping I was physically uncomfortable I was so mm-hmm. sad and then next thing like literally waves of emotion this is how this book mm-hmm. is because these are how my notes are like something crazy sexy good something crazy and not good like so the next thing I write is like chapter 48 like this actually undid me I'm gonna cry because it's so like I'm blushing when Reese says greedy when he fingers her (laughs) I fucking actually was like someone said greedy to me like because they're like oh your hips are moving like greedy girl like I was like whoa I just thought that was the hottest thing I just have to write down when something's like terribly awful or terribly hot those are yeah (laughs) it was so how do you feel Lana how do you feel about erotica now in books (laughs) she's coming over she's coming over I 
it's the shitty writers. It's yeah. not the sex. Yeah. There's exactly. shitty writers. Exactly. Like, it's not the sex that was ever the problem. Like I tried 50 shades and I was like, this sucks. I, I don't know. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, if this is your first attempt into erotica mm-hmm. and like the author literally, these are the oh my. Yeah. Oh my. That's the only fucking thing you know how to say. Like try mm-hmm. some more. Like it was just it was just so stupid yeah and again like don't say the word seed thank god ugh. and like glamorizing again like a or guy who's sex. being emotionally <laughs> abusive like i'm yeah. just like no it's yeah. like the kink wasn't the problem it was the emotional abuse that was a problem yeah, for sure so, is that my dog <laughs> it yeah. happens uh, it's fine. Yeah, Dylan's Dylan's mail is probably getting delivered. Mine actually probably is soon too, so I'll be on mute soon. But um, I yeah, agree one hundred percent. Like glamorizing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, what else did I write down? Like you, we were talking about the Twilight vibes, and I wrote down like her giving him her blood to mm-hmm. live. Like that was when I was like, okay, this is literally Twilight. It I isn't, but like scene. I don't even uh, remember that scene. What really like, what was that? Yeah, I, I can't don't remember that. I don't remember. Like he was hurt from something. I don't even remember. Oh yeah, like, I remember. And yeah. that's when she finds out. That's when she finds out that they're she, mates. Yeah, she captures. Uh, okay, yeah. so let's get into that. So she, oh, okay, she, here we go. Yeah, so she has to find the way. He's dying. She's got to find the cereal to find it's out. Kind of a big scene. She's freaking <laughs> out, and uh-huh. this is all that they've been doing the dance they just mm-hmm. they're friends and they're dancing and they're flirting and the, they had the so hot scene, I love like, the up. it's but- not been a thing right she's been mm-hmm. so like she's damaged she's this she can't like damn there's just so much and then she's like when she sees him hurt with the ash arrows like it's like oh my god like he's gonna die and like i have mm-hmm. to take him and you know she gets a cereal she figures it out and she's like so relieved she's got these things and then this fucking cereal just we were talking about this yesterday lana like people oh, that the, are pot stirs the video <laughs> that i sent you to the cereal is oh, like by the way by the way you should do this if you give your blood it'll speed up your mate's healing oh did you say oh yeah i did say mate that was the word oh I you used. didn't oh know. you oh you didn't know cereal's they know everything he knew she didn't know he knew I, from day one <laughs> like think about that he knew yeah. for the first time she uh, saw he, him he was sitting there with the popcorn just watching it go he's like i want to see what the tamlin storyline looked right, like right i like this chapter of the season of the show of your life oh, Cheryl. like oh my god i can't wait for the rest but of it but then like once once we're through with like <laughs> oh my god you knew and you didn't know da, 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 da. like mm-hmm. once we get i literally named chapter 56 sex fest oh my god mm-hmm. okay but can i before that like we can, before we, we get talk into about the, it sex i really loved like first of all i love that mm-hmm. like is she's so upset that she's like more get me out of here like she's so pissed off oh, at him yeah. and they the fact that like another thing that like reese has set up this like group of people that will question him and be like you fucked up and yeah and she takes her without hesitation away from race and allows her to like have that space and process Mm -hmm. and which of course processing leads to just her like 
painting and like painting. just wanting to see him and like doing this thing that she loves that she stopped allowing doing. herself having- to feel the feelings she had yeah. already started right. feeling and like, yes. like validating her to- herself to do that and then like him showing up and I pulled this up so I could read it because I was just like so uh, when he's like basically she's like so explain and he goes through the whole uh, history mm-hmm. and you realize that like He's been Mm -hmm. thinking of her. He's been getting visions of her, but he doesn't know it's her. And, Mm -hmm. you know, him sending visions of the night court is why she was painting the night sky and all these things. Uh, And the mind connect with them is just, oh my God. And he says, um, basically about the, like the mating bond or whatever. And he says, he explains the scene. And I feel like it's so important to like, I would suggest to go back and read the scene when um amarantha snaps her neck now that you know what you know because i feel like it's even more powerful when you're kind of reading how he grabs the knife and like gets up and stuff because now you know what was happening internally and he says if you were going to die i was going to die with you i couldn't stop thinking it over and over as you screamed as i tried to kill her you were my mate my mate my mate and then she snapped your neck and tears are rolling down his face and he goes, and I felt you die. And it's like, he's bawling. I was like bawling listening to this. Oh he my goes, God. Beautiful, wonderful thing that had come into my life. This gift from the cauldron, it was gone. And so she looks at him and she goes, you loved me or you love me. And he like nods. And she says, I wonder if love was too weak of a word for what he felt, for what he'd done for me and for what I felt for him. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like that whole thing of like that it's too weak of a word and she says this whole thing and I don't have like the words but like that he was like her friend and her savior and he built her Mm. up and brought her back to life with like her PTSD and she says that thing of how like how you know she's broken and she's a mess and she's learning all these things but like every little piece of her is she's giving it to him like she's so honored to be his mate and like it clicks. And then of course, then mm-hmm. we're going to get into the sex fest. But like, I love that admission from both of them that like, it's not this little thing. They have built this very beautiful, strong foundation with their friendship to now realizing that their mates and that kind of clicking in that, you know, they knew this all along. Farah felt it all along, but now it's like a thing confirming it. And then they're yeah. going <laughs> to, they're going to get down. Yep. They're going to get down. They're going to get laid out like a feast. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, Greedy. <laughs> no, I had questions about sex fest because I was like, so pregnancy or <laughs> like, I was just like, so it's when hard are we having to get pregnant? It's hard for free. It's yeah, hard but for me to get pregnant. Also, just there is something so hot to the fact that Reese just we we kind of touch base on it, but like a man who wants a woman to grow, a man who's like like I don't know. I just feel like sometimes you'll be with somebody and they want you to stay the version you were mm-hmm. the day they met you, and like that's just not real. The idea like, you oh. had of me, who was she? I was just telling Lucy about this song oh my god all too well we got us she has not heard 10 minute version I yeah. know we do she like a super quick like bonus episode of this someday where we just play oh the we video need to do a bonus episode of all too well reaction because Lucy's never seen it I've and never seen also it. my story about Taylor because Lucy's like uh, I just went screamed. to Taylor Swift's house I'm like yes I did I, I can't believe that that's a good catch while she rapped Kendrick Lamar like 
Mm-hmm. So fun. So that's like a whole nother story. So we definitely could do a bonus episode if you want. Mm-hmm. And Lucy mm-hmm. could like the full, full story. But that's another thing we want. I would love to. Off them <laughs> rails, baby. Oh my the gosh. use of the word prick. How do we feel about it? Because <laughs> it's used a lot. I didn't like, even notice. I honestly don't even remember. Prick. Oh my god, maybe because again, oh, looks she's like so prick. She calls him a prick a lot. Calls him a prick all the time, and I'm oh, like, okay, okay, okay. I was. I don't know. That was like, that's probably the one complaint I had. Is, I don't know why. I just like annoyed me. It reminded me of yeah. reading Fifty Shades, and she goes, "Oh my!" Like it was the same amount mm-hmm. to me, and I'm like. Okay, call him something else. Like I yeah, will well, say that it's like it's a very there's the way that the timeline is supposed to be with this. Like it is like a dated thing. Like it is supposed to be mm-hmm. like very kind of like medieval. Like right, you know. Like so, I don't know how many words are like out there. Like she can call him a dick. Like I I don't know. Like mm-hmm. I she call him something else. But like I don't I don't know that there's like I feel like go, go she, she needs to watch life. Bridgerton. They have very creative ways of calling each other names. A rake. Yeah. The the insults the insults got like a little bit tiring for me. Like sometimes their banter got a little bit tiring and a little uh-huh. bit like but like not creative. enough to make me not want like read. Yeah it. exactly. It it was enough to make me roll my eyes. Yes, yes. A couple of times I'm like oh he's a prick again. Again, he's a prick. We all know. <laughs> we know. Is that we've been you, you call him a prick? That's it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm so bad with notes, but at least I took him this time. I wrote chapter fifty-seven. More ancient queen with Nesta and Elaine. <laughs> yeah, I love more. Morgan okay. is one of my favorite characters. You will learn more about her and like she'll be more like present like throughout the series like as it continues well, I said nobody really stood out to me but she must have stood yeah. out to me because she was like the one person that I yeah. wrote down. I love when I sisters. see now too like the way that people have drawn them for like mm-hmm. official things and I'm like Morgan is so fine <laughs> oh my- also something that I just like about the book since we're kind of close to the topic a little bit we we've brushed on it a couple times her sisters Uh so one of the things that bothers me about fantasy books so often is like is like wait what happened to the person's family they're just gone now they just Mm -hmm, exist in this universe now that this person is on an adventure like and I like that the family gets drawn in Mm -hmm. Um, I mean I don't love the way that it happens but I'm yeah, glad right. that the actual scene and everything that happens is mm-hmm. just again mm-hmm. it gave me it was the same gut feeling as the wing clipping yeah. and Lana yeah. you're not going to get to this until the third book like the third book is what is going to deal with because it kind of the second book ends with like okay now they're fame now setting what? you up right right it's the same so thing the third book Hamlin now what it's mm-hmm. okay yeah it's going to deal with Elaine dealing with this and Nesta dealing with this mm-hmm. and you know what's going to happen to like Elaine, like obviously like Nesta's furious, but like Elaine mm-hmm. and like how she was in love with the human boy and like, how's that going to go? Cause he doesn't like fit, you know? Like, yeah. And I think that relationship's just, done. Right. And then like supposedly her and Lucian being, um, you know, mates, how's that going to play out? Does Nesta have a mate? Like so many things throughout got the book. excited for some more hot sex scenes between mm-hmm. mates I was like ooh so but I, love- I just assume of- if you're a mate that like you just somehow know each other's bodies like you're somehow yeah. like so to me already you're like ooh, it's gonna be good like yeah I feel like we should warn you there is not a lot of sex in book three okay 
like that's okay i got i i'm I'm a new member to the quinn app so like i'm all set yeah (laughs) it's just sponsor us quinn it's good Quinn. to know that like I use I kind of half-baked yeah I, but I like that though because she doesn't force the sex scenes in it's like very, right they are only in when it like organic and the writing mm-hmm. is good exactly organic is a great word for it mm-hmm. uh, that's because what I mean when I say I don't like smutty with... books because they're purposely like okay this is literally sex from beginning to end but I like you know Tessa Bailey and this mm-hmm. like it's put where it needs to be put it's not yeah yeah. there for the sake of it mm-hmm. being there right because yeah. a war is coming and it's like mm-hmm. r- realistically you're not going to be <laughs> fucking every all the time during well, like in your yeah you know recently shaking the mountains um Distance i really will love... make the heart grow fonder sure. <laughs> i love um to and when they are going into the cauldron the whole thing is happening i think one of like the most powerful things is Nesta when she's going in and she points her finger at the king and like Mm. basically in like a curse to him that like he is going to die and it's going to be her hand like she's very like like, I've promised I promise (laughs) you like I will destroy you like she's so and it's not even for herself it's for Elaine like she's so um you're going to see that like, and I, I really like this too, is like your whole, you're going to learn so much more about Nesta and Elaine, like as mm-hmm. you continue through the series and even like the, um, <laughs> the most recent book that they have, like the court of silver flames, mm-hmm. like, especially, um, and it's, you get so much, um, more perspective and backstory and all these people, but I love that. Like, so like I read that and I was like, this is so bad. I was like, I love this. Like, because you've kind of heard for a long time that like fair had to take care of them and had to do all these things. And she was always, you know, all these responsibilities and like her sisters kind of just seem like bitchy. And then like, someone doesn't care. And she's like, with her finger, like, and this is actually one of the overlays that someone's painted too for officially. So I have to find it to like show you because it looks mm-hmm. so cool. And she's Share it like to the story pointing, yeah, at, at because it has like essentially has like a lane in the background, like hysterical that she's been like thrown out of the cauldron and Ness is about to go in and her fingers just like mm-hmm. it's so good. I just um, love her writing of female characters. It's like constantly women who are being underestimated, like their power. Mm-hmm. And in a way that is a power is being underestimated. It's like Mm -hmm. keeping your power to yourself until you need it. Yeah. I think is pretty cool. And it seems like at least from the covers of her books that she has a lot of like strong female warrior type characters, which I'm like, yeah, cool. Yes. And, and, um, I've not read throne of glass. Like it's supposed to it's my thing I need to read, but like, I cannot do it until I'm ready to read like 10 books, mm-hmm. but in Crescent city, which there's two, there's, um, there's multiple people, but the main character Bryce is just like such a fucking badass. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was just thinking about when we were talking about therapy earlier, Crescent city is the thing, which I'd recommend to people is the most like nowadays kind of mm-hmm. book like it's set in like a present kind of setting that there's cell phones and there's technology and they go to the club and they have social media and like so maybe they do have therapy in that world um because what does that very, remind me of there was like a YA like book series mm-hmm. that oh my god it's gonna they made it into like a tv sh- series for a short time and they kind of ruined it oh my god I'm I can't remember what it's called I'll remember it like and whatever we'll come back to it 
<laughs> it's gonna like hit me later and I'll share it in like the Instagram stories. <laughs> Won't matter. Anyways, I threw us off track again. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, you're good. I'm just like, you're totally right in what you're saying about like women being like underestimated and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. Lucy knows this and she's finished like the third book. Like these <laughs> characters, these women, especially like are very underestimated yeah. and what they can do. And I think in like their sister bond too, that like they all kind of feel differently or they think this person, whatever, but ultimately like they are sisters mm-hmm. and they are going to go to war for each other. Um, yeah. You and- know, they have a very intense shared trauma, mm-hmm. like yeah. n- not just the, not just the trauma of, uh, of losing their mom, which would have been enough, you right. know, but they also, they also lost their home. Right. Right. Um, their world, their whole world. Exactly. Right. And then it happened to them again. They lost their world again. Like they lost their world when they lost their wealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost the world that they were used to. They lost the world right. that they grew up in. They lost the world that they were groomed to navigate. And then, mm-hmm. um, and then they get it back and then they lose it again. Yeah. Like yeah. that's, that's some trauma. I mean, I'm really excited about the third <laughs> book though. Like, I, yeah. It's now, really as soon as we're done with this, as soon as I'm done editing, listening, I'm going to be like, okay, time to start the third book. Yeah, right. no, actually really I'm good. finishing another like witchy magic book that the more I listen to it, I'm like, oh my God, both of you are really going to like this. <laughs> and I think it's a standalone. So I don't think you have to like commit oh to God. too much, um, yeah. but it's a great, it's a great audio book too, but it reminds me as soon as I'm done with that, I'm hopping on the third one. Cause I really do like <laughs> doing this in audio book form. I keep mm-hmm. thinking I want to read it. And then I'm like, no, I like it this way. And maybe eventually down the road, I'll get copies. Like I like to find used ones, like, oh, a used hardcover that's still in great condition. Cool. Added mm-hmm. to the bookshelf, like collection. So if I get in the mood to like come back here, maybe I will. I probably yeah. will. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I, I want to, get, I don't have, I have them electronically. I would like mm-hmm. to get them for like my, you know, uh, proud shelves of like, mm-hmm. yeah, these are books I've read. Um, I read the very last book through audio and I loved it. And I was like, Oh, I should have done this for all of them. Hey, you um, can always do it. <laughs> I know. I've already I, heard it. Yeah. I know. I've really enjoyed having the book in my head though. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I, I know that sounds weird. I love audio books too. I actually didn't learn to read until late in life. I didn't learn to read until I was 11. Oh, wow. Um, so I grew up. I really appreciate it more too. Yeah, yeah. I, I grew up on audiobooks and I love them, but it's like for me, it's like a whole different kind of experience. So there's some books yeah. that I'm like, ooh, I want to experience reading this in my own voice. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and that's kind of like what reading it gives me is I'm like, oh, I feel like the main character because I'm reading this in my own voice. Gotcha. Whereas when it's an yeah. audiobook, it feels like a story that's being told to me. That makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I can. That. I totally see that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But I, I love this part. This book is like, I feel like it's, I don't know if it's my favorite of all of them, but it definitely was so much to me, so much better than the first. Um, I, I rated it a five, but I bet you if I narrowed it down, like once I'm done with all of these books, yeah. if it was like on a scale of just these books which mm-hmm. one was a five and which one yeah it'll probably be more like a four mm-hmm. I it's my favorite book so far I've read Is the first it? three and this one's my favorite so far yeah. um I just feel like the storytelling is really great <clears throat> the conflict is great it keeps moving 
Mm-hmm. The sexual tension is forced. It's like you so find natural. out a lot of background. You all, you get mm-hmm. a lot of context yeah. to things. Yeah. For me, like I just love all of like like Farrah's story in this. I love like the PTSD yep. and not the I love PTSD. that PTSD. No, <laughs> but like no, it kidding. is such a story of like it's an important that, story. No, I love the yeah. way it's described. That it's I, described as she like. It's not like, oh, I did this thing and now I'm with Tamlin and I'm happy. Like she goes through it yeah. in mm-hmm. so many ways and processes it and has, you know, this where people and we, people with trauma on this call have gone through those things where some people are like, yeah, you're great. You should be good. Like get over it. Da da da. Like, mm-hmm. it's fine. You're happy and you're safe now. And then other people and therapists that are like, no, like this thing happened to you. You're allowed to feel the way that you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the tools to move forward to in cope. a way that yeah. in a sense, right. That you're going to yeah. cope with it. You're not going to necessarily get over it and forget it, but you're going to move on with your life by doing these things. And I loved that. Like, I feel like that was a huge arc of this story of Reese giving her the tools and the space and the time to get through those things and figure yeah. out who she wanted to be. And so that she herself was pulling herself up and getting this place that she felt like she was whole and could accept that this person loved her, even though she felt like she was a broken disaster of a person. Uh-huh. Like I loved that story more than any other store part of the book of just like her being okay, because the way that it starts this book and the way that it ends, like the person that she is and her strength mm-hmm. are polar opposites. Yep. Yep. It's, it's, yeah. interesting. it's interesting to me because I, um, I feel like Reese, Farah, I always call her Farah, even though I think I'm pronouncing it wrong. Farah and Tamlin, they all have PTSD. All three of them have very, very, are shown having PTSD in three very different ways, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that Reese's style is he, he almost has this martyrdom complex involved in it where he puts himself last and everybody else. First I totally like, see has, that. Yeah. yeah. Has like he self- knew. He knew mm-hmm. where this was going. So yeah. he was preparing her for war and preparing her like mm-hmm. mind, body, everything. Yeah. Like, and yet he was sitting back. Yeah. There's probably like levels of codependency there with everybody's trauma mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like the way he reacts to pr- trauma is to like, uh, like put other people more first to, to stop other people from accumulating the same trauma as him to stop mm-hmm. that from happening, to stop that from happening. Like he's like kind of <laughs> easier to whole... fix other people's problems than yours, isn't it? Yeah. And, <laughs> Always. He, like... and, uh, and I think that he does it really gracefully and really beautifully, but, mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of his arc is like learning how to uh, value his worth too you know yes yeah relatable relatable Reese right but like when she's when they have this big declaration and she says like that she's so honored and she like repeats herself like she's so honored to be his mate and like throughout I think this book and I think the next book too like she is constantly like kind of giving him that validation that like you are worthy like I'm so like thankful for you like Mm -hmm. it's he's learning that too right that like learning to receive it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. because he knows and they've all they've all done horrible things to survive and to make those choices or whatever and I think he has so much empathy and feels like so much responsibility because of his position that Mm -hmm. he feels all those horrible choices that he had to make 
to save his kingdom, to save Pharaoh, to do whatever, but like Mm -hmm. it eats at him. So he understands that when she feels that way about the people that she had to murder to, you know, to save Tamlin, he feels, he understands that where everybody else is telling her to move on. So Mm -hmm. of the story, um, I love this book. I'm so excited that you are into this. Like the minute you were like, I'm starting to read this first one. I'm like, yes. I was like, that'd be a fun guest to have on. Yeah. And I just like want to say about the other two people that are also handling trauma. Tam Lin, I feel like Reese, his reaction, putting everybody else first, uh, like, like being like, I'm not worthy. And like, like I will make myself worthy by, by protecting everybody else. Mm -hmm. And then Tam Lin's is like this deep denial and isolation and then it comes out in these really intense uh forms of rage do you know what I mean oh yeah the anger with him was like I felt it yeah that's his that's totally it feels like his uh relationship to trauma to to me and then and then Feyre's um Feyre's looks like it hasn't taken form her trauma is so new and she's kind of like in this weird kind of like uh, she feels it's like confident though at the end of this though doesn't yeah. she mm-hmm. like that yeah, was she... a huge transformation to me it's like that feeling of like I know who the fuck I am now mm-hmm. like yeah I'm not having anybody else define that for me I'm all set like yeah we like, love those arcs for love a queen oh, totally. I hope that like if they do this like if Akatar you know comes out and all this Ooh. stuff like I hope that there's things like that where like funny Jonathan Van Ness takes on like the throne scene He's like just Tamlin daddy. You just need, you need a little shaping. Like Tamlin daddy oh needs God. to go to anger management. That's what he, he really does. <laughs> he needs, yeah. he needs a lot of therapy. Like, yeah. So much, so much. Cause I'm like, Tamlin, why are you acting this way? Why are you acting this way? Who hurt you? We know. Like, a, we know who a lot of people hurt him. His first, his family hurt him. First, his family hurt him a bunch of times. And then they were taken away. It's like, there's a lot. I could talk about Tamlin all day because I feel like I've read that man a million times. <laughs> I I like I feel like so many people come in that are dating a Tamlin and I'm like, okay, you can't change him. Get yourself yeah. safe. Get I yourself think safe, I've girl. Seen this one before. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I, did did like like the the end. <laughs> I saw things and I thought it was so funny. And I feel like Lana, you and I talked about this of like mm-hmm when someone's like maybe he's your tamlin and you just haven't found your reason (laughs) you need to leave girl to find him Mm -hmm. it's like tamlin we've all dated you know what (laughs) got guys date tamlins too you know like you could stay with somebody who's comfortable for a long time just because Uh they're comfortable and no Uh other reason (laughs) Until you realize something is much more better than much more better. <laughs> that's not that's not proper English, but that's how I think when I think about the throne scene. Like I was like, <laughs> oh, so this is what something not more than comfortable feels like. Got mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Greedy, greedy me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making Lana something that says greedy, like yeah. period. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It attached it says greedy. <laughs> Writing it down. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, get a tattoo on your hip bone. <laughs> or like, or like, okay, here's the t-shirt. It's like greedy and, and like yes. there's a, and there's yeah. like a rose underneath it. So then fans kind of oh. get it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There's yeah. um, and it's just like a funny thing because there's another series that's not similar, but like it's a high fantasy kind of thing, but it's vampire 
driven kind of mm-hmm. there's there's Faye and stuff in it but the um now a oh, blood and ash series i can't mm-hmm. remember what it was there's a guy on there and that's vampire in there oh now i want to read it there and it's so it's yeah. not in the way that like twilight's vampires it's just that like these people that's the way that that's they, how we eat okay that's how they function right um it's not like they like it's yeah. but they live Anyhow. forever and they're gorgeous right yes yeah and, that's what i was looking for Faye and there's all different kinds of things in it and it's yes they're gorgeous and that there's greatly placed sex scenes or whatever but there's a guy there's one of the main characters and he refers to instead of saying like greedy or whatever he refers to it as honeydew and like her cooter yes yep oh like well that's that's a sound that's like macaroni in a pot Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he calls it honeydew and like so like the first time he like goes down on her he's like "Mm, honeydew and it just became this wild thing on the internet where like people make like art that's my with, dog like just like a honey like, like honeydew because it's an actual thing you know um and it's just like uh you know like if you know you know <laughs> someone's got just got like framed honeydew art yes um, I love that and also nobody nobody tastes like honeydew let's be honest let's be real <laughs> let's not put that as the standard we all taste like salts and bo you are so funny it's a fantasy obviously you just tell me me. (laughs) it's just so funny like the different things and buys buys honeydew flavored yeah Uh, i mean it reminded my mind instantly went to like the cucumber melon shit that like i could not stand oh my god the body body? yes Yes. that's what i thought and i was like everybody's boyfriend got it for everyone like that's what your boyfriend would get you (laughs) I never had a boyfriend in junior high I never but that's what people's that would be the Christmas gift is that was like early what year was that that was like early 2000s was like the but I remember the the guy I was dating this is so off we go off the rails you guys but like in ninth grade his mom gave me like moonlit path and I was like oh this is like the old lady kind she must not like me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, but did we all know the guy that had like the Abercrombie fierce, like that smell? Yeah. yeah. Like that just like you walk past the store and it would come wafting out and you're like, oh my God, what do you like think, what do you think Reese smells like? Did it sounds like what my it? older brother would have. What would did they explain like? what he smelled like? Because Tessa no, Bailey was good at explaining what, mm-hmm. I know we're just talking about a thousand different books now, I but like when like, he told okay. her about the lube, I was like, <laughs> I think that Reese would smell like the stars at midnight kind of fresh <laughs> wow like crushed crisp, crisp and cold bergamot like, i feel like, bergamot in there I, but he's a fairy we can we can make but it like up. that earl gray tea. Yeah, yeah but like a bit of mm-hmm. uh, something you know what i mean fresh yeah. fresh but man like, i you know when you, you walk there's out, like if you went on etsy i bet you there's like a reese candle oh you there's know, definitely a lot of acatire candles I, and goodies that people sell i think that my uh, my reese my Reese, the one that lives in my heart and in my brain, mm-hmm. he smells like when you walk outside in wintertime and it just smells like fresh and crisp and cool. And like the sky is clear and like, there's like, Ooh, I don't know. That's what I, that's what I would imagine. We I just like such a hard, tran- hard transition out of this because we're like, <laughs> now let's talk about what people smell like. <laughs> I know I put it up like just really quick to look, look on Etsy and it does like most people are like, jasmine and starlight oh know, jasmine like, is like supposed from, to be an aphrodisiac so that yeah, makes sense sort of like, <laughs> woodsy scent like. in starlight i don't um, know but i could tell you a disappointment fur. because you guys are both game of thrones people right 
I, I have not seen the show, but I've read the books. I'm one of those. I've never Same. told. So I've done both. I yeah. lead, I lead with my, I've been to Taylor Swift's house. I want a car on the prices, right? These are all interesting things. Right. But I did also hug Jon Snow. Ooh, that's so funny. You should lead with that. I know. What did he smell he, like? Tell me what he smelled like. Oh, no. I'm sorry, Ken Harrington. But it was because he had hugged so many people before me. And I feel like in Europe, it's just like the deodorant thing was like, what kind not, of bat? He's like tinier oh, than me. Right? Like what, when what, I what literally kind of- put my arm around him, it was like, like I, my arm was around him. Like he was very sweet. Like what, what kind of bad though? Like what type of what? what kind of smell bad? Uh, like just bo. Okay, like I, I just yeah, but I like when like you it. somebody puts their arm on you and you feel the the, the hot. Yeah, I don't mind. Was like I don't. Mm, I was wearing a tank top and I was like, was oh, I don't care. I was still like crying and shaking. Yeah. Then later I was kind of like. Ew. But what kind of BO was it? Was it like a musky BO? It, or was it, like it a- was it was what you okay. think when I mean I couldn't tell what food he ate. It wasn't that bad, well, but it was getting there. There's some BO that I like. There's some BO <laughs> that I'm like, all right, yeah, I think there's some, like, some things yeah, no, this was not that, like work with mine. But there's also some BO where I like walk in and it like repels me. And I'm like, your pheromones do not mix with mine. And <laughs> I need to make this smell go away. And we can never mm-hmm. go on another date because you're, no. it's just not going to work. Oh, if it's on a date, then that's a no. But he had hugged, like, I mean, he was in a line of like meeting people, hugging people. I mean, he had hugged like a thousand people like yeah. at this point. So no, maybe not a thousand, but you can't be mad at him. Like I was just like, mm, yeah, yeah. I got that prescription strength though. I'm just saying <laughs> those like manly sense. Like, I, mm-hmm. yeah, it takes a, it's like a person that you got. Yeah, no, like, if, you know, if Reese gotta, like, was sweating on top of me, I don't care I don't give what a shit. it I don't care what smells like. Because like. right, right, right. that's yeah, the right person. Me. You, you that like sweat all that was smell, but... made on top of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, this candle that's should my smell sweat. like sex, salt, <laughs> I'm just starlight. like collecting it in a bottle that's off right. of Reese's oh body, like his sweat. <laughs> yes, Reese smells like, Reese smells like a combination of like a crisp, cool day and sex. Love it. That's 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 what he would tell it to me. But anyways, um, (laughs) if you guys agree that we should have, I think we should make a petition to have Reese as like a voiceover, a a theme on Quinn. So I did see that somebody did a Bridgerton one, like someone with like an accent, and I'm like, I need these boys to start reading Bat Boys like lines (laughs) on here for me. Thank you. Oh my god. But anyways, like. Does anybody have any final thoughts before I just remind people what our next book is? Can't wait for you to get to the third book. That's my. Oh yeah. 1000%. I'm like, as soon as we're done with this, you guys know we got to end this so that I can start the third book. (laughs) Wrap it up. I feel like I don't have any final thoughts. We've been talking for what an hour and a half. Yeah. That's why we started talking about smells. People are like, people aren't even listening anymore, but if you are, this is, this is like someone out there that's like, finally. They're talking about nothing. That's no, why I'm, I'm here. on podcast. I know. It's like, I remember the morbid girls would bitch. Like they'd be like, oh, people are just saying like, oh, we banter too much. And I'm like, it's talk. It's talk mm-hmm. radio. It's called, it's on called the having internet. a conversation. Like, if you didn't want to hear somebody talk, why didn't, why'd you listen to a podcast? Yeah. So Same. it is what it is. But speaking of talk in next week, we have another random recap and mm-hmm. we're just going to keep talking shit like we are right now, but about everything else that we're watching, reading, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the week after that, we are reviewing our monthly pick, which was a Dylan pick. 
the mm-hmm. kiss quotient very excited about it mm-hmm. um you've read it and finished it it is on my kindle now delivered from the library so yes. i'm ready to go i need to finish the audiobook i'm reading and the physical book i'm reading so that i can get into like book three Love it. and and our book so yeah. I, it's working out timeline wise quite well i would say yeah Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And Lucy, thank you so much for joining us today. If you guys enjoyed our show, you can find us at halfbakedbookclub.com. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at halfbakedbookclub. Yes. And you can send us your listener emails to halfbakedbookclub at gmail.com. Lucy, you want to drop your info for us? And I'll definitely put it in the show notes as well. Okay, great. Um, You can find me in a couple different places. I, uh, give um readings healings guided meditations and uh you can to book one of those with me you can either um download the sanctuary app i give readings on sanctuary world uh and uh and or you can dm me on instagram or email me for um for a service off of sanctuary uh sanctuary is great if you um if you prefer to type and you don't want to do anything over video chat you want to remain more anonymous and you need uh help right away because if even if i'm not working at that time there are readers on demand there um and then uh and then DMing me is great if you're on more of a budget and you, uh, you're more flexible with when we can schedule. Um, and also if you might need some deeper help, like I don't give any um, meditation lessons on, on Sanctuary, but I give meditation lessons privately. Um, you can email me at lunarlucy123 at gmail.com. That's L-U-N-A-R-L-U-C-Y-123 at gmail.com or you can follow me on Instagram and I'm going to spell it out because there's a lot of imitators out there right now a lot of people are cloning my um oh my my... god wild like trying to follow me as a friend I'm like bitch I know who I know Lucy yeah (laughs) and and my uh the way you spell my handle on Instagram is l-u-n-a-r-l-u-c-y-1-2-3 no extra letters no uh no weird like little um, dashes or anything like that, just plain and simple. Um, and you can kind of get me for free a little bit on Instagram. I'll, I'll respond to your DMS eventually. And, um, and yeah, that's where you can find me. And I do have your info from the last time, Lucy. So you don't even have to worry about it. I'm literally copying and pasting it into the show notes now. So I will have the link if you guys are interested in using sanctuary and I'll also have her info to find her, Mm -hmm. her on Instagram or her email. Yeah, you can download the app directly from the show links and get readings right away if you're going through an emergency and you want some extra spiritual support. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Lucy. I hope that you have time when we do our third. Like, we're obviously going to have to do a third book, but don't read too far. You'll you'll like spoil it for me. You're like not allowed to to read until the next one. (laughs) Okay, I'll use use self-control. I'll use self-control. I'll read some other series between then and now. I love that. Awesome. Oh, and let me know if you have any recommendations for fantasy. I know Lana gave me a good one. So mm-hmm. Blood yeah. Nash. Blood Nash Blood is Nash. so good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Right. You could go on to her other series, The Crescent City. There's only two books and they're both 800 pages. It's going to take you a while. Um, classic fantasy. Fabulous. Classic, classic fantasy. And you know, one thing this book was missing is there was no randomly wandering in the wilderness part. Usually fantasy books <laughs> need that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And I don't know. 
I don't know. That's where lost. There's the definitely that in Blood and Ash. That's not in Crescent City. <laughs> okay. Crescent City is like in a city in the real world situation. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, though I would highly recommend that. Castillo okay, is like my number one book husband. Um, all right. We will see you guys next week. We can't wait. Mm-hmm. But until then, read some books. Thanks you guys so much for having me. Yes. Oh my God. My dogs read some books. It's, it's weird, weird out, out there. there. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,